Hey, welcome. Hey, welcome back. You are on the crossover. I am Matty G, and the man with the can in his hand is Matrix at SC. Matrix of all things underscore. How you doing, buddy? Oh, mate, I'm in my element. We're back from holidays, and we're, we're back, back to back to do some work. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, Happy we, we, Happy New Year to you. We got to see each other as well. We got to meet for the first ever time in real life and watch the Phoenix Suns lose at a Phoenix Suns watch party, which was a. Uh, was was it a Phoenix Suns like RIP that day? Yeah, look, I nearly got bashed after yelling out "light the beam." Um, it was against the Kings. Anyway. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nearly got Every bashed time. after yelling out "light the beam," but it was good. Did you have a good break? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was good to recharge and refresh. It was out in Southeast Queensland, so even when I wanted to jump on and do a bit of a pod and a Merry Christmas shout out, there was no power, which was great. So no cell reception for a couple of days, which means I was literally running down the road. And every time I went to get goodies from where there was electricity, shout out to the Woolworths, by the way, in Coomera for having free Wi-Fi. So I managed to switch my team and stay up to date with the NBA for like two days without power, thanks to Woolies of all places. Go to the supermarket. People usually hit matches up, man. But that was it. And I've been winning in some leagues. I, I had a couple of blinders. And also, shout out to our bloke, uh, super coach Braino, uh, Nathan Brain, because I've played him now for two weeks in a row in fantasy. And next week, I have him in another comp we're in together. I'm about to play Braino three consecutive weeks in a bloody row. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um... Yeah, look. Let's get to um, it. Do, head straight into it. Let's go. Let's let's just go. Let's go. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Now, Matty, I know that you're wearing the Raptors hat today, so tell me, mate, what are you thinking about the implications of the whole uh, OG Ananobi trade? Mate, Dick's out for OG. He gets to go to New York. I would say that that's a big wing for our boy OG. Um, so the trade is OG Ananobi, Precious Achua, and Malachi Flynn to the Knicks for Emmanuel Quickly, RJ Barrett, and a second-round pick. Um Mate, my initial thoughts were it's great for OG. I think it's great for Quickly. I think that it's not maybe so good for RJ Barrett, but good for Precious Achua. I think there's a lot of fantasy relevance here. What do you think? I know. I think we're really fantasy relevant with this one. I think, and I think I'm not going to counter you on the whole like, is it doesn't really implicate RJ Barrett more. The thing is with me, I've actually found RJ Barrett improved at times over the course of this year. Like he hasn't obviously been like, this was a high lottery pick, essentially, you know, and and he has served and, and has been, he has produced at times this year for New York, which I've been surprised by. Usually he was a really a zero score kind of guy, but he's kind of gone away from the zero score and then offered us some more. I think he'll be required to do that in the Raptors system. So I do like that there, but I think the implications for the New York Knicks are as they, they get to tighten their rotations. We get to see bumps of some guys are currently existing on their roster, like DiVincenzo, Josh Hart. They get to see an uptick. Quentin Grimes, we need to remember, was out with illness the other day on the game without them. So Quentin Grimes was a really serviceable option. Like I looked at him as a late round flyer. He was really good at the end of 22-23. So heading into 23-24, can he recapture some of those minutes? And I think quickly he's going to cook. So I'm a big fan of Ness quickly. To be honest, Matty, in my personal league, you know that I've got him in my team there. I was looking at options to drop him. Like He was probably like top 140 value. I was looking for a fringy guy, points and threes. 
I've, I've held him. I've, I've now decided, I, like, Jesus, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I don't know if it's going to have an immediate impact. And quickly probably has the opportunity to be the best player in this trade, but he's not there yet. The yeah. fit was, let's be honest, just fucking awful at New York. Yeah, 100%. Like, you can't play quickly. 100%. as How good quickly is as a defender you can't play him beside somebody as small as Jalen Brunson when quickly is also small so yes that's why we only saw those 23 minutes a game um we saw it drop a little bit for quickly at certain points like he played you know a couple games we only had 18 minutes 19 minutes and then yeah got an uptick during certain games but he was never going to be too relevant there he gets the opportunity to I'm still not sure he's as good as Dennis Schroeder yet but I think that what Toronto have is a prospect that they can like, look, Dennis Schroeder is going to be good this year. Um, quickly yeah. could be great in three years. Um, yeah. So I guess I the big question, this is, this is, this is, this is perfect. You've actually just hit on the head. And this was the one question I was begging to, I was like dying to ask you because I know that how much of a fan you were of Schroeder before the year. And so this is what I've got to ask you this. We just saw before this trade happened that they moved Scotty Barnes back to the point guard role. They moved Schroeder to the bench. My question, and, and I saw someone I, I, someone asked me this on Twitter as well. They were like, do you think they keep quickly on the bench to start as a six-man like he has in New York, or do you think he moves into the starting lineup? And I was like, I think he moves to the starting lineup. We see Scotty Barnes go back to where he wasn't initially, and I think Dennis Schroeder goes back to that six-man role that he had from the Lakers. That's That's my thoughts. Do you think the same, or am I off base? Tell me. I don't know if you're off base, but what I'm thinking is yes, quickly will come into the starting lineup. Spot on there. But I don't think Scotty Barnes really gets moved from that role. Like quickly was pretty good playing beside Jalen Brunson. It was just because yeah. that there was so fucking tiny that you just couldn't <laughs> you just couldn't roll out with that. Barnes is huge. So like defensively, a, you can that's put a bigger quickly. lineup. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. You can just put quickly against the guards and then he's still playing actually as an off guard and Barnes doesn't lose any value. He just plays as the point guard role. When I look at the Toronto's Raptor, Toronto Raptors makeup, that's what I see happening there. And I think the big thing is we're going back to OG Ananobi, who was the whole catalyst for this trade. And when the news broke, it wasn't the it wasn't the Emmanuel quickly trade. It wasn't like precious Achua traded. The news and the and the banner starters in this was OG Ananobi. Like, this was the centerpiece of the trade. He was unhappy in Toronto. He's gone to New York. At the end of the day, this is my take. OG Ananobi is still the third option on a team. Like you're looking back at the Raptors, you had Scotty Barnes, number one. You had Pascal, generally speaking, number two. Pick and roll, Yucca Pirtle, distant fourth there, whoever was cooking on the team. Like, that's it. OG is still going to be the third option behind Brunson and Randall, as far as I'm concerned. He doesn't see a change there. But he does go very much to a defensively-minded coach with Tom Thibodeau, who loves guys like this. So we see minutes increase. I think his free-throw percentage, which has been pretty dog shit for him this year, I think that sees an uptick. And I think his defensive stats, I think they come back. I think we see a bit of a bump there with those minutes and opportunity that he has because that's what he's after. That's what, that's what Thibodeau loves in a player. And if they've looked for him for this, that's what I think that he needs to bring. Look, um, one thing I like as a comparison is maybe a Jimmy Butler from the Bulls playing under mm. Thibs compared to like an OG um, now playing for Thibs. Very similar roles, very similar sort of mindsets. You know, the best – you're saying he's the third option, and he probably is. <coughs> third option on offense, but he's the best defender now. 
So he's going to go out there, get no the doubt. work done. He sort of got stuck in no man's land by being, uh, maybe this is a bit rough because I love OG, but maybe not, just not as good as Scotty Barnes and, and Pascal Siakam, but being the same size, being the similar sort of player, just being a guy that's not as good as shooting at those blokes, not as good inside as Pascal, not as good at passing as Scotty, and just being another number on that team. Yeah. I, I honestly, like, this could be a Sabonis Halliburton equivalent trade in how even it is. Yeah, 100%. Like I think this is very much one a, a win-win trade. It's one of those ones where theoretically, I don't think I, I, there was some takes that said you know this is a, a masterstroke by, like you know, you, you, like a, you sigh. I, I don't think it's a masterstroke. I think it's a well-played stroke for both teams, and I think both teams win in this. I think New York gets a piece because let's also be honest, New York is a team that likes to ultimately bring quote unquote stars or names or presence. This is good. OG's up for a contract negotiation. Apparently, he was open to less money as well, which is very appealing to a team looking for a trade. And I think at the end of the day, this is very much going to pan out as a as a win win situation. Can look RJ Barrett. I don't think he gets that much better, but he might get some more shots. Like, there's not a Julius Randall or someone out there. Um, he's Canada's favorite son, Maddie. Yeah, maybe. I think uh, he's no, also I actually I, seen him. I haven't actually seen him play for Canada, though. Like, he's not a very patriotic guy. He's like Ben Simmons of Canada. No, no, no. This is true, but I, I, I just think that he's going to return to this. I think we need to think about the situation, and I think RJ Barrett, I think he's been going to be better in Toronto. I do. RJ Barrett is just Andrew Wiggins. But, we, no, we can't say that because Wiggins has been dog yes, shit. Yes, we can. We can't say uh, that. Barrett's been Maybe. the 140th ranked player. Yeah, what's 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 Wiggins Write that down. Write that Probably down. The one, there you go. So he's not Wiggins-esque. He's 140th, which means you want him as a roster and you wouldn't roster that's, Andrew Wiggins. That's probably the Let's best be, RJ Barrett's ever been. At least Wiggins has been a top 80 player before. But not now. We need to look at the present context. I don't want to talk about how and, 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 and do he's the Wiggins. Dutch rudder. He's, he's not Wiggins. Wiggins. He's, he's currently not Wiggins. He's not... Trade him, get some rinse on him. Look at it this way, and look while we're looking at while we're looking at things, we might as well look at our uh, our injury updates and our team update across the league. Yeah, they are indeed, and this one is brought to you by our good friends at Bonus Bank. Now, don't forget, it's one of Australia's best side hustles. If you want to bet efficiently and bet well and make the most of all those fancy, oh, get your money back. So, hey, look, have a free punt today. Here's $5. What can you do it with? Make sure you're using the bonus bank structure and system to make the most of your punting. It's free to join, but if you get the premium subscription, you unlock benefits that will give you the video tutorials to make the most of punting. And it's less than $2 a day. If you use promo code INSIGHT, you get 25% off your first month to give it a crack and make some extra coin for the new year. So make sure you jump on and use promo code INSIGHT. Maddie, what's going on in the ATL? Mate, like Onyeka didn't play Sunday, but he was just sick. No. So he's going to be back again. Um, DeAndre Hunter had a little procedure on his knee um, and he'll be reevaluated in another week. Um, doesn't really affect too much. It maybe gives Jalen Johnson, who's been phenomenal, another bump. Um, so that's good for the blokes in Atlanta. Um, 
in Boston. Uh, Drew Holiday was out Sunday, uh, but did play the back-to-back set in Boston earlier on the week, so likely just a night off. Um, Lonnie Walker could come back against the Pelicans or Wednesday against the Rockets in Brooklyn. Uh, but, yeah, look, we're just used to the normal, uh, you know, Ben Simmons being out there. Um, they're – Clacco's been back again now. Um, no. He just played oh, in the what a last game, game today. I believe. Yeah, big yeah. game today from Clacco. I love Clacco. Yeah, he, he was good. Um, look, Gordon Hayward has a fractured shoulder, um, so he'll be gone for the foreseeable future. I like Miller on, on Charlotte. Um, and Mark Williams hasn't been in for a little while, but... Nick Richards hasn't been that good anyway. Maybe a PJ Washington and a Brandon Miller. What do you think about Charlotte and head us into Chicago? <clears throat> yeah, mate, look, I, uh, I I do like Charlotte. And I think Charlotte's only got room to get a little bit of choking out, choking out there on the fact that it could possibly be anything to do with yep. Charlotte. Now, look, I, I do like them. Uh, I do like them as well with that. I actually also like, uh, I think Nick Richards has been, we'll talk about Nick Richards later on, but Mark Williams is always forever listed as doubtful in this team, which is just, Ridiculous, and they've just got shit reporting on their injuries. So who knows when Hayward will be back? Uh, Vucevic could be returned later this week, but the big one as well, because that's only been a shorter term injury, is that Zach Levine could return to practice this week. So you're looking maybe at a couple of, maybe not this week, but the week after a return from Zach Levine in Chicago. There's no official word yet, but Kyrie Irving apparently is nearing a return. And we say that, and we it seems like oxymoronic to say that Kyrie, we haven't heard, but Kyrie is nearing a return. Well, hypothetically, every day that you're injured, you're closer to getting better. But apparently the word is from inside the camp of Dallas that he is nearing a return and ready to begin practicing. So hopefully this week, and he could apparently play Monday was the uh, was the rumors out there in Dallas land. Aaron Gordon could return Monday as well as he practiced on the weekend for Denver. He says he's Did good to hit- go, but he's... Yeah. Go on. What happened with Aaron Gordon? Delve into what happened with Aaron Gordon. You mean Chum? He got bit by a dog. Uh, look, he got bitten probably by a couple of dogs. I think, like, yeah. basically, he was playing with puppies. And this is what go. This is what we tell children: don't touch the kids. And we've got young ones, and we tell the little infants, "Don't." It's my dog. who will just bloody lick you to death, which is just ridiculous. You can't. You, look, there's probably more health-based injuries you could get from my dog by her licking you, because she does her anal glands first sometimes, and that's a different story. Why I need to go to the vet more frequently than most. But still, he got attacked by dogs, 21 stitches, face and hands. But he returned on Sunday. Whether they ease him back into this or they keep him out until those wounds are fully healed over or they treat it with something underneath some bandaging because these are the kind of wounds that you sustain that you don't want sweat to go into, the type of sweat that NBA players would generate, and then get an infection. So he could be back Monday. We don't know. But, look, he could be on the returns sooner rather than later because initially it was thinking three or four weeks and people dropped him in a whole bunch of leagues. So he could be seeing an uptick and return in your rosters. In Detroit, Isaiah Stewart's going to mix the next two weeks with a toe sprain, Golden State Warriors. Now, this is kind of big news, which I think in I think this probably impacts I think this impacts pod more than most people think. So the word from the NBA is that the high, like the hypothetical ongoing suspension. We all know these things are capped at a point. I don't think the league is motivated to see the Golden State Warriors lose and suck for an extended period of time, to be 100% honest. Yep. So they're probably needing to return Draymond Green just as much as his fantasy owners out there in fantasy land. So apparently it was supposed to be anywhere between 10 to 15 games. They were thinking his health or his mental health issues were going to take. That's almost up. And so we could be seeing him return very, very soon because apparently it's indicated that suspension could be lifted 
sometime this week. And it's much like that last Jar Morant suspension. You know, it's like a couple of days and he was getting help and then he's back when he wanted to be. So he could return this week. We're not sure. And in Houston, Dylan Brooks, I think, who I know I you're think a big that fan of. Trace oh. Jackson. I think that affects Trace Jackson Davis as well. Uh, he probably becomes a yeah. Like, like Pod, yeah. yes. Um, but Trace Jackson Davis, like in the last game, 17, 6 and 2 in the game before Huge. 10 and 11. Like he's been, he's been great, um, but he almost automatically becomes a drop as soon as Dre comes back. Yeah, 100%. And this is what's going to happen when Drake comes back into the roster. It shifts back up. This could also just fire up the team a little bit. So you guys like Clay Thompson, who did see an uptick initially, you know, then again went away, then he was shit again. So we just don't know what's going on there. So this is where Pod's got his value. We The Pod value has been tuned into Clay sucking this year more than expected and the impacts of that and more Pod's than anything else. Pod's been and good. Pod's been great. It's he's been top three. Right. He's been yeah. No, he's been top three round. In fact, there you go. There's an early one. I'll shout back to it earlier on, but I've got to shout out to him because he has been my standard squeeze waiver of the week guy. I think he has been playing absolutely brilliantly. I love to see him. He's, he's, he's moved to the bench. He's, he's absolutely been fantastic. In the last week, he was playing 30 minutes a game, 12 points, two threes, seven rebounds. Over the uh, sorry, seven rebounds, five assists a game, two steals, five hundred from the floor, and perfect from the line in the last week. If you get a waiver guy, and I'm not going to say it's some big breakout star because it's been there, but that kind of consistency from your waiver wire below that gets him my standard squeeze waiver out of the week. So shout out to Pod and getting that one. Um, and yeah, in Houston, Dylan Brooks out with an oblique and Jabari Smith Jr. ankle sprain both remain without timetables to return. Mate, what's happening in Indy? Uh, not much. Bruce Brown's missed the last four games. Um, I almost consider him a droppable option mm. anyway. Uh, Benedict Matherin hasn't really grabbed that spot or he anything has. like that. There really, there really just has not been too much going on there. Uh, I think it's Naismith actually. Can, can I can I miss that one? I actually yeah, think Naismith has seen an incredible. I think Naismith has actually seen an incredible uptick in a lot of in a lot of leagues. I think he's actually started to play a lot better. I looked down his recent games and his his. In one, two, he's available in at least four leagues that I'm around, and I've kept my eye on him. In the last week, he's averaged in the in the last week he has averaged around uh, where is it points per game as a starter in the last week. Uh, he has averaged around twelve points a game, uh, a couple of rebounds, assist a game, steals. He's doing it on great percentages and perfect from the free throw line. I think he's actually seen a really solid uptick. And yeah, I've been I've been pretty happy with him in the last week, to be honest. And the 15 points a game is nice with four threes. Like, that's a really good streaming option. Yeah, sounds good. Um, the Lakers, D'Lo and Reddish missed Sunday's game. Um, I heard T'Lo's on his way back, but had a tailbone contusion. Um, I don't know, he's put down as a game time decision for the next game. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Uh, Reddish was an illness. Um, Hachimura, I saw him getting added in a lot of leagues, but then he left that league, that game with a calf strain afterwards. So disappointing for guys that took a punt there. Yeah. Um, have a look at That's have a look. me in one league. Just... Yeah, right. <laughs> um, sorry, I wasn't meaning to call you out, but I will call you out on this one. Uh, when we have a look at Memphis, uh, oh, you God, said that Smart now? will be... Re- no, you said the smart will be really good when he comes back. And, um, yeah, look, he's not only affected Memphis positively, and I know that game went to overtime and he scored well in overtime, but we're looking at, you know, plenty of steals, uh, plenty of points. Look, let us know a bit about uh, Marcus Smart before I chat about my boy Luke Kennard. 
Yeah, I love that. Look, I, I liked Micah Smart for one reason. He didn't have to be just big-headed dickhead. He, he didn't have to be that. Like, Micah Smart didn't have to be that at all. Micah Smart, when Ja Morant came back, could just be himself. And I mean the, the, the self of him that didn't need to shoot, like, every shot in the game. He kind of needed to at the beginning of the Grizzlies year. They stunk. They stunk when he was doing it. He took a lot of the pressure on himself. Like, hey, guys, it's all right, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm the veteran. I've got this. He didn't need to do that. He just needed to play his role. And his role is as a secondary or as a third scorer or as a fourth scorer to open the floor up more. And he needed to open up the floor for Ja Morant. And I think he opens up the floor for Ja Morant. He can focus on his defense. He can be an excellent off-ball option. He's been shooting the three pretty well apart from today's game. He's come back two threes a game, shooting well from the field for the most part for Marcus Muppet. Again, today against Sacramento, didn't play a great one, but the assists are there, the steals are there in bulk, and this is what we wanted him to focus on. Three steals, three steals, one steal and five steals in his past four games is tremendous. Deferring the ball and giving to those who need to eat, that's what I thought he could do in this team. This is what he has done since playing alongside Ja Morant. And I want to see more of this from Marcus Smart. Love to see it from him, mate. That Yeah, that overtime game against the Pelicans, he was phenomenal. Basically put yeah. the team on his back. Um, they were double team in jar. Um, stepped up offensively, uh, was defending. Um... Everyone. The, the name's eluding me. The small forward from the, uh, from the Pelicans is who he was defending. And uh, Ingram, sorry, Brandon, Brandon, Ingram? Brandon Miller. I've been talking too much about Brandon Miller. Um, you love Brandon Miller? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Defending Ingram phenomenally. Yeah, yeah, I know, I do. Um, but looking at the Grizzlies, if you're in deeper <laughs> formats, I know I just added him in a 20-man comp. Uh, Luke Kennard played 20 minutes today. I know he hasn't. he's played sparingly this year to, due to injury. He's only played the nine this year. Um, but 17 points in his return, including five threes, three rebounds, and two assists. I um, I do like him in that in probably 16 teams and up. Yeah, look, I think he's definitely one in 16 teams. You jump on that straight away. We're in a 20-man league. I actually said to you beforehand, like, did you grab him in that 20-man league? Because I was looking at him as well. Because one thing that he does, this is a league, by the way, that we're playing in that has three-point percentage as one of the cats. So he is an elite option in three points made and three-point percentage, which is exactly why you pull him into that league. So if that's your league format, whether it's a 10 or a 12-man league, probably a 12-man league, you definitely want to look in on that one. Um, yeah, I, I think that's definitely someone who you want to be looking at adding around. I know you love the Memphis Grizzlies. Talk us through a few more, Matty. Mate, as we head a bit further down, um, Kyle Lowry, Josh Richardson, and Caleb Martin all missed Saturday's game. Uh, Jimmy Butler left that with a foot injury. Honestly, Miami season just seems to be getting derailed by these injuries. But it, yeah. they do have a next man up mentality, so there's always a bit of yeah. value there. Yeah, they do, don't they? They're like this weird zombie team that just can keep rising from the dead whenever there's a problem. Miami just keeps up and gets up and knocks it down. Uh, Orlando, look, Wendell Carter Jr. was out again. Fultz may never play basketball with an Orlando jersey without us knowing that he just happens to suit up on the day. But the big thing is Wendell Carter Jr. has just – we thought he was going to come back and get minutes. He hasn't been very good since coming back. They seem now intent on being completely okay with their three-man rotation of today. centers. Yeah, he but he was like, like he shot like ninety percent today. Yeah, but this is twenty. This is the thing with seventeen him. points, five rebounds, two assists. I'll take that. I got him off waivers. Yeah, yeah, you got him off waivers. But the thing is, is he wasn't expected to play. Then he's coming and played, and he's been great today in twenty-three minutes. So 
perfect from the three line is something that he doesn't do. And this is on the day where I've, I've thought about dropping the bloke. So then what do I do? Do I drop him? Do I not drop him? Like, so I'm flirting with just this whole thing. Like, Just hold him. You, you think hold him? Look, this was the yeah. game we wanted to see return. Goga still got the start, though, 21 minutes. This was in 23. Mo Wagner still got minutes today. They did lose against – and they, they, was this matchup based in Phoenix? I don't know. He was playing well. This is still a three-center rotation. This is the numbers you want to see, but he doesn't get them all the time. And if you're looking at it this way, a 17-5-2 and two guy – like the six from seven from the field was phenomenal for him. The perfect from the three line, perfect from the stripe, amazing. But he hasn't done this now in a sustainable amount of games. He didn't do it to start the year as well. So there are question marks on WJC for me. But if he's around in the league, he could take a flyer on him. But don't. I wouldn't rush right now. Just see what happens next game personally. But I am looking still until he returns. Paul Reed over in Philadelphia. Joel Embiid has missed the last four with the ankle sprain. Keep in for updates on that one. And Nasir Little. Maddie, when we watched this Phoenix game, you were like, they need to play Nasir Little. Am I you like, am I crazy? Or do they need to make more minutes for Nasir Little? You like Nasir on this squad. I do. And Grayson wasn't playing very well in that game either. I actually really like Grayson as well. Um, not as a bloke, just as a player. But yeah, look, I just think Nasir Little, especially when Beal probably gets back out there, he could, you know, carry the defensive load, maybe even carry the defensive load for KD a little bit out there. I just think that if I was running the team, Nasir Little would get a bit more burn. Yeah, I agree. And today we did see a good game from Bradley Beal. We saw a good game from Devin Booker and a good game from Kevin Durant. So it's good to see the Phoenix big three getting out there and having a run. I think he'll take and absorb a lot of the Metu minutes today. Metu played 16 minutes. I definitely see him getting out there today. Drew Eubanks, funnily enough, has kind of fallen out of the rotation there and didn't get any look today. They continued went with Azabuki in the uh, second man lineup. And Portland, this is something that I've been really happy with. Scoot Henderson has been a little bit of a shining diamond for these guys, as has Malcolm Brogdon in the last week. DeAndre Ayton has missed the last three games with a knee injury. Shaden Sharp the last five with thigh. And so again, Anthony Simons has missed two games this week. And he, look, all three of them are expected to return soon. But I liked what I saw from Scoot, especially last game. He was on fire. He was doing really good stuff. So love to see that for him. He got he got an extra eight minutes with Anthony Simons out. I probably expect yep. him to play probably that 25 to 28 minutes, which you can probably rack him down for expect maybe 15 and six more so than, the, you know, the 22 and 11 that he's been getting. Yeah. Um, Huge. Definitely a sell, maybe a sell high if you have him. You could be like, Scoot's Ooh. back, baby. Get on it. Um, yeah, Scoot could be a little bit of a sell high. Future rookie future rookie of the year contender in his mind. <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't know. Like Anthony Simons and Brogdon are too good not to get minutes. You get, The 100%. Rook's just going to get less minutes. Also, they don't want to win. They just want to develop Scoot. So. Yeah, they'll get him out there. Uh, in Sacramento, Kevin Herter was questionable initially and ended up playing on Sunday in limited minutes. And uh, Zach Collins over in San Antonio missed Sunday's game uh, with an ankle injury. Washington Tyrannis out, missed another game on Sunday with back spasms, whereas Tyus Jones, who was an absolute flyer, was listened as questionable initially for the game uh, with foot soreness. So we kind of got to just pay attention to what happens uh, with that one because these foot soreness, he ended up getting out there and playing in 27 minutes today wasn't that effective from what we've seen of him. So let's just keep our eye out on that one. From when you move to questionable and then play and you're not that good, you, you might find yourself maybe missing a game this week there. Yeah, I think so. Mate, let's get um, down to it. Let's talk. It. Oh, go on. Should we head into our squeeze of the week? 
Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna play this. What do you think? Do you reckon this sound drop? Pull over by this hot guy and let me out. Mate, yeah, you like that? I love, it. I love you it. love it. I, I know like that you've had a bit of a chat about your waiver wire pickup, but um, <clears> let <throat> us know. You you go first. You go um, your like. Well, let's just go with our popular players. Somebody like that um, that you think has been the best player of the week. The great the great barrier do operate. I have to say, say it's been. <laughs> My favorite in the absence of, uh, I, I think just, you know what? I'm, I probably say that he's actually, he was my other waiver wire contender for the week, but I think I'm going to have to just give my, my, I'm going to have to give flowers to one DeMontis Sabonis. I'm going to have to say light the beam for our front, for our, for our friend to shout out to you, Herbie. Look, Sabonis was drafted in some first rounds, definitely in the second rounds, definitely in leagues with triple doubles as a component. And let's be honest, we've got to be honest. Like when I say these players of the week, I could go through some of my players of the week right now and I look at the usual names. You guys got Jokic and Duran and Luca and all these like Tyrese Halliburton getting like averaging 20 assists a game in the last couple. They're amazing. Like guys like Jared Allen, I think was my other contender for guys who've just really just superseded their ADP and jumped up. But I just want to give, while well, we have a moment to give the flowers to DeMontis Sabonis because he was a little bit inconsistent to start the year. He was a buy-low candidate maybe the first month for some people as well. But I think this week he's just really hit his stride. They put it together the last one. He's averaging 24 points a game, 14 rebounds, 8 assists, 600 from the field. His free throw percentage hasn't been great for him, but that can change. But look, when every time you guys flirting with a consistent triple-double every single game, but on points like that, yeah, you, you love to see it. He's taking the threes out of his game a little bit, which he, they tried to stretch the floor with him earlier in the season. They put him back near the cup. And look, Sabonis, my hat off to the bloke. He is my uh, he is my player of the week because I, I love it when a big man gets the job done. So my runners up were, you know, Hallie and probably Trey Young. Um, he had the forty mm. piece with thirteen. Um, had thirteen assists in one game, nine in the other, thirteen in the other. Actually, ended up with thirteen in the last two games Huge. in the week before. Um, 21, 24, 40 points there, four steals in one game, three steals in another. He's been really good. But Anthony Davis actually gets the chocolates for me this week. Played in four Ooh. games, um, had yep. over 10 rebounds in three of them, 17 in one, eight assists in another, averaged four blocks for the week, had a 40-piece in there too um, against the Boston Celtics. Shot like 65% for the week. Um, it was great. just really hard for me to look past Anthony Davis, especially playing in the four last week. Um, so, yeah, really love that. And I know that you've mentioned your waiver wire pickups of Duop Wreath and um, who was the other one? Pod. Pod. But mine Pod. were actually Pretty. Andre. Yeah, but mine was Andre Drummond. Um, yeah, obviously, huge. in the absence of Vooch. Um, we always know that he can do this given, given a start, but in 30 minutes, like he still didn't even play that many minutes in 30 minutes in the last game, 15 and 23 with three blocks, two steals and two assists against the Hawks on the 27th, um, 38 minutes, 25 rebounds, 24 points, three steals and two blocks, um, was an absolute weak changer. And yes, when Vooch is back, he's not going to get this burn, but legit one weeks for people um, oh 100 and that's what you that's when you say a waiver wire guy who's someone who could change the dynamics of your team and help you get the win and this is week. what these guys have done. 
in one week. Like this is this guy helps these guys help clean up your week so deeply. And so for these guys, they get our standard squeeze squeeze of the week and our waiver wire players of the week. They were huge. And don't forget, if you want to be a legend like our guys, make sure you use standard squeezes promo code inside 15 to get in 15% off all of your gear. Like you've got your foreign ones. By the way, I bought, I showed it in my public ski the other day. I got the wife one for Christmas. And she was like, oh, that's a hot pink. You've probably got every bit of standard squeeze memorabilia known to me. There's one above your head right now. There's a standard squeeze bottle up top. You were just rolling in it. Me? Like this? Oh, here's one that you didn't prepare earlier. <laughs> oh, you actually didn't. I was just drinking it. <laughs> Look, that is something you absolutely want to get your wrap your mouth around. If you make sure you use promo code inside 15 to get 15% of all your high quality gear, whether it's camp and your four on one travel. I actually love the travel one. The four in one cup is like absolutely an yep. elite product. You absolutely want to get your eyes on that one. And I think, mate, we make our way in. Should we do a preview? Should we get down to the business to get into our preview for the week? Let's let's look into the schedule. Yep. Let's look into the schedule. Let's go. Yeah, indeed. We're looking at the NBA schedule for week 11. You are over the hump officially. We've got a very special show coming up for Insight NBA in the next week or so. We're going to call it the midway point. We're going to do some uh, mid-season awards. We're going to have a look at the biggest flyers, the biggest story lines, I guess, to hit in NBA fantasy over the course of the week. And I think, Matty, you're going to talk us through to start off. Talk us a little bit about the upcoming schedule for week 11. Um. Yeah, look, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday are a bit slim. There's eight on Monday, six on Tuesday, two on Thursday, and four on Saturday. Wednesday and Friday, you don't need to worry about. You're going to have full rosters with 12 and 14 players there. And then Sunday's actually rounded it off with nine. So if you're looking to make a move, you're probably going to want to make a move. You can make a move on the Friday for teams playing the Saturday uh, to win your week. So you're going to have to use a bit of forward thinking this week. Yeah, 100%. And that's what you're scraping by. So you're pretty much going to make your ads for the course of the week. Look at your Saturday as a target day and then roll those into any potential spots you have free on your Sunday because you might not with nine games, which means 18. Uh, Of all NBA teams this week, there are 20 teams that are playing four games. So it's really, really well balanced. So I guess we need to turn our attention to the teams that only play three. So this is a bit of a slim pickings kind of thing. So if you're three games for Atlanta, Boston, Charlotte, Chicago, the Lakers, the Heat, the Thunder, the Sixers, the Spurs, and the Washington Wizards. Now, all of these teams, and Maddie, you touched on it perfectly there. There are some teams, there's two heavy days, which is the Wednesday and Friday. So the good news is this. The Bucs have the best schedule for the week in daily leagues because they play on the Monday with eight games, the Thursday with two games, and the Saturday with four games. So that's great. We can look to Bobby Portis there, Malik Beasley, and campaign. Great. So we're thinking, oh, when can we get some back-to-backs? When can we roll in that way? Or what can we do here? Well, the bad news is this. There are no Thursday, Saturday teams. So you can't pick up a guy to play on your Thursday. Don't have to worry about it. Friday and then resume on Saturday. There's not one of them. And the only teams that can do that for you as well for your ads, you've got some teams that do play early on in the week, like your Monday or your Tuesday, and then your Thursday. So you can make some room there. That's the good news because – you can't really squeeze much out of that one. So those teams there we're looking at are the, uh, we've got the Nuggets, the Warriors, and the Spurs. So, Maddie, who comes to your one who we can make ads for, who to play on the Monday or the Tuesday, and also get some Thursday burn there? Mate, I've already mentioned Trace Jackson Jr. Uh, 
Trace Jackson Davis, sorry. I just really like his game. Um, I think that he could be really good in the future, uh, but he's going to drop out a little bit once Dre comes back. But I don't think they're just going to say, walk out and say, Dre's playing next game. They're going to be like, okay, Dre's got another couple spots and then we can plan to get out Trace Jackson Davis. He should be added. Reggie Jackson's been really good. Um, You know, Saric, Looney have been looked at as well. Um, Soham and Trey Jones and your Branham and actually Julian... uh, Champagne, I've added him and then dropped him in a lot of leagues. Uh, But, yeah, look, if you're looking to punt, um, Zach Collins, I've been holding uh, in my IR after this last injury. But, yeah, those are the guys that I would look at. Yeah, 100%. The strongest schedules of the week, though, you are lucky if you do have uh, a Cleveland Cavalier or you want to get some Cavs in on your roster. They played the Wizards twice, which is always good for you in fantasy. And then they play the Spurs as well. So your main targets are obviously Levert, Coro, Struess, and uh, Porter Jr. as well. He's been getting some burn even with Donovan Mitchell re-entering the starting lineup this week. He was still very heavily played off the radar. Dean Wade only in deeper formats. Is he even registrable for you? Only because he's also getting the starters minutes there right now as well. Uh, the topper schedule of the week, I'd probably argue would be the Pelicans because they play the Clippers and the Timberwolves. The Clippers are obviously surging and the Timberwolves are the number one team in the Western Conference and want to continue to roll people there. And they match up big, which is something the Pelicans do as well. Back to back, though, Maddie. anyone who we can look at this week to stream in if we can on those early days, especially Monday? Look, Monday, you've got the Hornets. Um, yeah, look to blokes like your Brandon Millers, your PJ Washingtons I've seen on the on the waiver. I actually prefer yes. PJ Washington over Nick Richards uh, with Mark Williams' forever game time decision. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, we've got the Nets, the Bulls, the Grizzlies, the Pels, the Thunder, the Magic, and the Kings. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie, only owned in 78% of leagues on Yahoo. Um, yeah. Could be a really good option. I, I saw a lot of people dropped him after because he is that fringe guy. Like, um, you know, he's been just outside of the top 100 um, and they saw injury. They dropped him um, and I was able to pick him up. And in the last two games, he's been really good. So lucky if you got there. Definitely if he's in your waiver wire. Obviously in 20% yeah. of leagues he is. Have a look at him. Um, and maybe a Luke Kennard for the Grizzlies. Um, you've got your Pels, you imagine. Your Kings there. Uh, we mentioned the Bucks. I still don't mind uh, Malik Beasley. Um, look, Chris Middleton was even dropped in some formats. Um, yeah, for those that had a role there in your shallower leagues. Nuggets, Warriors, Thursday, Friday. Um, and head us into the weekend, man. Yeah, we're looking at it. This is the weird thing about the schedule. Like we thought we'd probably be seeing the return of some normality and then we didn't when we see a 14-game Friday. But the Saturday is light with four games on there and the Sunday having nine. Again, on the Friday-Saturday, there was the Celts, the Rockets, the Pacers, the Knicks, the Sixers, the Jazz, and the Wizards because there's none on Saturday and Sunday. There are no back-to-backs, funnily enough, with this massive like, like uh, not a massive schedule, but after the massive 14-game schedule on the Friday, there's just no back-to-backs then to cap on the weekend of this one. So you really are looking at nothing there. So this is where you might want to get your mind ahead to your Sunday-Monday, where you've got the Clippers and the Suns. If you could roll out the Clippers and the Suns into your Sunday and your Monday, because again, the Sunday, it's a nine-game day. If you do have an option to roster in a dude there, cool. Why not look at a clipper? Why not look at a sun? Get the burn for your Sunday, then start your week strong with them on a Monday, especially because we know in Suns land, they might be more inclined to probably rest a Bradley Beal on the night of a back-to-back set. 
So look to which game he might get drafted in from because you could get some value then out of a Grayson Allen or an Eric Gordon type matter, you'd think there. Or also, Amir, guys like Amir Coffey in deeper leagues, if on the back-to-back set, Kawhi returns by this point later in the week, which he is expected to, and they want to rest him on a back-to-back because they haven't done that much this year. But with him returning from an injury and that hip contusion, it could be on the cards, mate. Yeah, look, look, we're we're chatting about, and of course, people listen to these podcasts for the waiver wire pickups and that of the week. Um, but I think this, this is a week where it probably doesn't matter who you play. I think you're just going to play your best team, and yeah. maybe it's worth having a little bit of a look at that if people are playing this waiver wire game uh, that that we all play. I play it, you play we it, do. but maybe. Yeah. You know, maybe somebody's not playing for three games there and somebody drops, say, a Tyus Jones or a, or a Levert or somebody that oh, yeah. doesn't have the best. Like, just add them for your week. And, look, if it costs you the week, then maybe it does, but it might win you the next three weeks from someone like this. So maybe just watch what teams are dropping regardless of the schedule this week because I think that if you have the best team this week, regardless of the schedule, I don't think streaming in Eric Gordon is going to win you a week. That's all I'm saying. I don't think streaming in Grayson Allen this week is going to win you a league, but maybe it could win you a league if they're dropping some of these other guys that are are a bit banged up, like your Dinwiddies and some of those blokes, why people play in this waiver wire game. Maybe you could win, you know, the next four weeks by losing this week. And this is the thing as well. You never know your success with that. And you hit like a wonderful case point for that as well. Like I think the lesson we can learn about the waiver wire is we never know what kind of chicanery is going to go on because Eric Gordon, and I wanted to highlight this when we're talking about the waiver wire, Eric Gordon was the second hottest ad. So this, and this, this is on the back of Gogo Badadze in Yahoo being the hottest ad for today. Gogo yeah. was added 10,000 times once it was that like Wendell Carter Jr. might not even play today. So Wendell Carter Jr. was questionable. Everyone jumps on the train for Gogo. Gogo goes out there, plays 21 minutes, and then isn't as good as Wendell Carter Jr., who ended up playing today, coming off the bench and having his possibly almost best game all year. Like you, you can't Definitely. predict that. And then you can come back and be like, oh, Eric Gordon. And you touched on Eric Gordon. He has been absolutely scintillating let's not lie seven threes in his last two games oh that can win you a week because that's 14 threes in your league you could have had this week on good percentages he's got nothing else apart from add some block shots in there which you want he's dripped that in because this assist that he usually does non-existent one in each game for the last two yeah but then today he comes out he plays 29 minutes and doesn't score. Only has Cardio. three shots. Cardio. Cardio. And you're like, well, that's a bit weird, isn't it? I'm like, well, yeah, it is. It's weird when he takes three shots in 30 minutes because the last two games he's played 33 and 39 respectively, which means he's jacked up, what, nine more shots in three minutes. And in in, in 10 minutes, he's jacked up 12 more. That's not how basketball works. It works when you get the shots. But today he got two steals in there and one fucking rebound, went zero from three. In 30 minutes. So you never, you, Eric you Gordon, would have, ladies people, and gentlemen. Eric, welcome to the experience because people would have been, I guarantee you, Maddie, people picked up this bloke with 10,000 ads in the last 24 hours. Those 10,021 people who added him on Yahoo were all looking to win their, that it was a tight three point race, tight points. And they're like, where can I squeeze an extra 12 points out? And maybe three or four threes. Maybe he doesn't yeah. hit seven. Maybe he hits four and he doesn't hit one. 
And then, like you said, yeah. with the Rui Hachimura thing, you're looking for him and it just it bloody kills you. Yeah, well, that's what I'm just thinking about this week. Like maybe chasing the waiver wire pickups from the guys with the best roster. Maybe the people chasing the Eric Gordons of the week, maybe they're drop- dropping somebody very serviceable, like a Tyus or a, or a Dinwiddie, which could be a hold for four weeks. That's that's all the point that I'm making. So, I actually like that because you want to keep your eyes then because his field goal percentage has dropped off in a couple of games in the last week. Jaden Ivey. These are guys who have yep. been quite serviceable at times this year. Uh, Danny Advia. These are guys who are really serviceable and have played good roles in their teams, like Malik Monk. I mean, yeah, he can be a bit of a flamethrower sometimes, but then again, today he goes out there and burns it alive. Like, well, who would you have rather today? Would you have rather that Eric Gordon maybe he hits or the guy who comes out here and plays two minutes at Sacramento every single week and you don't know what happens, and he hits four threes, goes 10 from 13 from the field, three from three from the line, and Malik Monk with four threes, 27 points, five assists, and four rebounds. Because that's a very serviceable stat line, Maddie. And he was dropped four percent. He was dropped four percent in the last day, probably for Eric fucking Gordon. Yeah, and like I agree. Like if you're in the bottom tier of your comp and you need to make a punt, then yes, you're Eric Gordon because you probably need the seven threes to try and save your week. Every week yep. happens, but Malik Monk over four weeks is going to be better. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And Aaron Naismith right now, I, I can't. I, I just I'm, I don't know why I like him. So much, I think it's because the Bruce Brown thing has Me happened, neither. and and there's been there's been like I didn't think I'd be saying that he's a must roster player. I think Aaron Naismith is a must roster player. No, he is. I absolutely see he is because he's getting thirty minutes plus a night. He's doing everything. He's getting you a steal a game at least. So in a in a category that can go either way, sometimes I, I do see him as a player that has real merit. The only the only knock on him this week as far as I'm concerned, is none. I don't see any – like Bruce yeah. Brown is still being out. Like I can't diminish the bloke who's been – like he's been third, fourth-round value in the last week. I, yeah, like, in the last week. But when Bruce Brown comes back, Nathan could all change again. rosterable. I don't even think that he's rosterable. He's a stream. Uh, out no, he's a stream. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, he's a stream. Yeah, no, he's, he's a stream then at 100%. But in the interim – you, you can look, especially if you're the top team and you have a, a waiver wire to burn. I think Naismith is a must add. He's gone up 1%. He's 27% rostered in Yahoo leagues. But the guy's been, he's been on his last 14 appearances, 13 points, three rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block a game in 28 minutes. Those minutes have ticked up over 30 the last three games as well. Look, you love to see it from him because he has been up and down, but he was one of the bright spots at points in the tournament. He didn't have a good finish to that. But look, I think he's a serviceable guy right now. Look, I think he's been popping off, and I like it. I like it for him. I like it for him. Yep. He's a good stream. Um, mate, do you have anything else you want to go through, or should we uh, wrap this bad boy up? Mate, I, I think I've wrapped it up with my my hottest take of the day, being that Naismith is a master of supplier, especially in 12-teamers right now. I think that's pretty much been my uh, – that's pretty much been the hottest. I think it's – That's pretty much been me. Go get him, kids. <laughs> Nah, sounds good. Um, You have listened to an Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Cheerio. Take care, everyone.